When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode number 33. As a former classroom teacher, now homeschooling mom of five, I love to equip and encourage other homeschool families. So stick around to learn how to homeschool with Moxie. It's about embracing your journey and finding your groove. Show notes for today's episode can be found at 41more.com forward slash 33. This episode is brought to you by my grocery store scavenger hunt packet. Do you want a way to help your kids learn even with a simple trip to the grocery store? Then this packet is for you. It shows the real life practical application of math, science, geography, and more. It's an 18 page download and it includes things from creative writing prompts to scavenger hunt sheets for multiple ages and even fractions and percents activities. It's recommended for ages four through 13 and I give you teaching tips for how to extend the learning of a simple trip to the grocery store to not only your preschoolers or your elementary kids, but even some of those really deep conversations you can have with your teenagers about things like marketing or imports or um, budgeting and things like that. So there's a lot of ways a simple trip to the grocery store can be a learning experience. And that's what my grocery store scavenger hunt packet is all about. You can find it in my store at 41more.com forward slash um, shop, or I will leave a link in the show notes. You can also get a freebie uh, grocery store scavenger hunt, just like a one page printable for your kids to use while you're pushing them around in the cart. They can check off the items they see in the grocery store. So I will put that freebie link in the show notes as well at 41more.com forward slash 33. So this is episode number 33, and it's a day in the life of a homeschooled elementary kid. Now, lest you think this is what every elementary kid's homeschool day looks like, well, of course not, because there are as many ways of homeschooling as there are people in the world. I mean, it's so individualized and customizable. So, you know, even the way I homeschool my elementary kids now is probably different than the way we did it 10 years ago when my oldest kid were the little ones. So know that you will change through the years. You will change based on yourself, your season of life. You will change based on your kids and their needs. You will change based on new resources you find that you like better than the old ones you use. So this is just a snapshot because we all like to kind of see what's going on. Or if you haven't actually started homeschooling yet and you have just really little kids, you might wonder what does elementary school homeschool look like? Well, here's a sneak peek into ours this year. So I do have a first grader, but I also have a sixth grader. Those are my only two elementary kids. The rest are in high school. But I'm going to tell you about my sixth grade son's kind of his uh, day in the life of. So here we go. 
First of all, let me tell you about his daily flow. Now, daily flow, I mean, we are so laid back around here. I let the kids sleep in. So he might get up at seven. He might get up at eight, depending if he has a late night, whatever. Gets up, eats breakfast, gets a shower, gets ready for the day. And he likes to check his work on Trello. And if you've been around me any length of time on my blog or podcast, you probably know we really love Trello over here. And it's a free online, basically list making, um, app, um, that really allows you to easily create your kids' homeschool schedules. They check it off online. It's paperless. It's wonderful. And my son goes on Trello and checks to see what his assignments are for the day. Now, I'm going to link to all the information I have. I've written a lot about Trello, and I've, I've made some videos too. So if you're curious about this, definitely check it out. But my sixth grade son looks on Trello, and he's already organized his week. Um, you know, certain days he likes to have less work, maybe Fridays he likes to get done earlier. So Trello allows you to move things around and manipulate things according to how you want to schedule your, your tasks. So he checks on Trello and he just starts working. And as he needs my help, he asks for my help, usually with things like math or spelling has to be done with me. And so one by one, he goes, he knows exactly what the routine is for each subject. Because at the beginning of the year, we spend like the first weeks really working on making sure we understand the flow of a subject, how to work on it, where to write your answers, like how to check your work. We work through all of that. So he goes through his assignments one by one, and we always look for open and go curriculum so he can just open it, do the next lesson and move on. I don't ask him to do a certain amount of time per subject because he's still in elementary school. That'll come later in high school where we have to make sure we're getting a certain number of hours done for our state. So if you don't use Trello, you could still use work boxes in elementary school. That's another really great system and way to organize your day. So I'll link to resources on work boxes in the show notes as well. So his daily flow is basically work through school till he wants to break for lunch, or if it's a beautiful day, he might take a break and go ride bike. Um, but my kids generally know that the, the quicker they get done school, the, the quicker they just can go and do their own thing and play and take a break. So they're pretty motivated to get their work done. So my kids also participate. They also have chores to do, and I've written about chores as well, and you know, even from a young age, I have them doing their own laundry. They're doing the the dishwasher for me. They're vacuuming. I mean, I really haven't vacuumed my house for years now. And maybe I need to do it every once in a while to make sure the corners get done. But um, it's really a great thing to enlist your kids in the chores. And I know many of you do this, but some of you may just may not have thought about it because maybe you're just like, well, of course I have to vacuum and do the dishwasher. I'm the mom. But really, if you can get the kids involved, it's going to make your job so much easier. So the chores are also put on Trello, which I think is helpful when you're homeschooling, you're home all day. The chores can be just part of the daily routine. So how does it work one-on-one versus work with mom? So basically, by the time my kids are in upper elementary, most subjects are pretty independent. Now, my first grader, of course, most of her work, I need to sit down with each subject with her and work through it. So elementary is such a broad span, right? When the kids are in kindergarten, first, second, maybe even third grade, there's going to be a lot of work with mom because kids are learning to read. They need, um, 
They need someone sitting there making sure they're, they're doing the work properly. But now that my son is in sixth grade, I mean, he's, he's getting so much more independent. So unless he needs my help or has a subject he needs help with, he will work pretty much independently. Another thing I think of with homeschooling elementary kids is, you know, do not think that you have to replicate school at home. Your kids should not need to be sitting at a desk for seven hours a day in elementary school or, or working through reams of workbooks. I mean, unless that's your style and you love it and they love it and it works for you, keep going. But I just really feel like a lot of people feel like they have to replicate um, the testing and the worksheets and all this of school. And you really don't. Have you ever heard that quote, the work of childhood is play? I'm honestly so glad to have homeschooled and allowed my kids to play a ton as they have been in elementary, in the elementary years. So don't ever feel like, oh, they're just playing with Lego or they're just outside playing on the swings or they're just, they're just playing with, you know, imagination and making stories up or dressing up. Oh, they're wasting their day. They are not wasting their day. That is excellent. Those things build brain connections and actually help your kids mature and grow and develop. So don't ever think that playing is a waste of time. You know, there are a lot of changes that happen through the years. When my oldest kids were in elementary school, I had a little mob. They were four young boys. They were all very close in age. And I could homeschool a lot of the subjects together, like history, science, Bible, foreign language, art, all those things we could do together. But now that they're so spread out, my high schoolers are independent, my first graders, you know, down in first grade, and my poor sixth grader is just kind of in the middle by himself. So honestly, the way his day looks is a lot different than his brother's day looked when when his older brothers were in sixth grade, because back then we still did a whole lot together. If your oldest is in sixth grade and you have a bunch of younger kids, you can do all the elementary kids. They can learn the same things in science and history. You can definitely homeschool multiple ages together. But if you find yourself in a situation like I am, where you just have kids in their own kind of grade level and there's no one really close by in age, then it's okay. Sometimes you just have to have them do their own subjects by themselves and not with other siblings. So you'll definitely go through different seasons in your homeschool. And like I said, this this time homeschooling sixth grade looks a lot different than it did the three previous times. And it also, if you only have one child in your home, it's going to look different from the mom who has multiple kids. So this is why I love to give you a sneak peek. It's just one way of doing homeschool with an elementary school kid. And honestly, the beauty of homeschooling is doing it in the way that fits your kids, your style, and your season. And that's why I like to talk about homeschooling with Moxie, because it means finding your groove and being confident in the way that works for you guys. So that's a tiny little sneak peek into the life of my homeschooled sixth grader. I'm going to link to some posts where I talk about the curriculum we're using for him and even some other previous years, what we've used for our middle school kids. So if you're curious about any of those things, check out the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 33. And in the meantime, I want to say thanks so much for joining us for this podcast episode. If you'd be so kind to leave a rating or review on your podcasting app, we would be so grateful. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling. <laughs>